Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, this is Jason with the Real Estate Investing Foundation Podcast. It is Multifamily Monday. Today, we're going to come at you with five processes that you can go through when looking at a property beyond just underwriting the data and the financials. So here's five other things we do when an opportunity comes in front of us. First thing is we go to Truya Crime Maps, and these are not necessarily in the order we do them. These are just honestly the order I wrote them down. But we'll go to Truya Crime Maps. We'll basically identify where the property is within the map and look at the crime. Look at what's the crime happening in the neighborhood, crime happening in the street, crime possibly even happening at the property. Are we having very serious crime happening here? Are we having maybe vandalism or having some more low-profile crime? Or are we in a more of a safer environment? Some things really you want to know because you want to know what kind of trouble you're going to be going into. And also, if it's not only your property, what other crime is happening at surrounding buildings? Because you may be able to fix what's happening in your property, but you may not have the same ownership or the same uh, scope of mindset of wanting to fix the neighborhood happening at all these other surrounding properties. So one, see what's happening in the property. See what is your level of tolerance. Are you okay with uh, a, a car being stolen or are you okay with a, a small break-in or, or where is your threshold for crime? Because ideally this is going to be something that's happening in the area that you're going to have to deal with, whether it's now or later on your property and fix it. Second thing is go to the FEMA site. You want to plug in the address and see if this is actually in a flood zone. And there's, of course, a lot of, other, a lot of flood zones today. There's the AE, the VE, the X zone. They all have uh, various levels of concern. But the one thing to note here is that flood insurance is very expensive. And over the next series of years, it's going to go up incrementally as the NFIP, the National Flood Insurance uh, pro Program, tries to catch up and tries to stop basically going under. So if you are in a flood zone, you're going to have some varying levels of cost that are going to be added to your bottom line. And now if the prior owner was holding this in cash, they don't have to have flood insurance. You have to weigh this in and see how this uh, reflects for your cash flow and honestly how this affects your loan because it can be very difficult to cut this flood insurance down without doing some very expensive uh, repairs or renovations or additions to make the property uh, more FEMA compliant. Uh, third thing, go to Zillow. You want to go to Zillow and see what homes in that area are selling for. Uh, ideally, you want to make sure that your rent is a, a better option than, of course, uh, buying a home there. If you're having rent that's $1,000 at your property and all the homes around you are selling uh, at $30,000, it's, it's a big contrast and people could easily jump into the home buyer market and move into homes and that could affect your actual rental base. So you want to see what homes are, are selling for around you so you can make note compared to the rent you're having. How much is mortgage compared to how much is rent for similar properties there uh, that are selling and also renting. Past that, looking at rent, rentometer or rental meter, I don't, I don't know how it's, how it's said. However, great site that you can go on, plug in your address, see what comparable properties, one bedroom, two bedroom, one to four bedroom are renting for in the area. And it's important because it gives you active rents that are being offered. And this can be now based on certain properties that, that now lease in the last couple of months, the last year, last two years, but you can get an idea compared to where your property is and the square footage of your property based on other comparable properties. 
Now, one thing to take note here is the offered rent is not always the rent they get, right? Concessions happen and you have to figure out what the effective rent is. And to find that, you can call the properties and get a better idea by just directly talking to people, seeing what's being offered, what concessions are being offered. Are they offering two months free? Uh, are they offering a discount on security deposit? Are they offering half rent? Are they offering referral fees? What are they offering that's not quoted here because the listed amount of rent may not actually be the rent amount they're getting when it's all said and done, right? Just like selling a house. Uh, you, you put the house in the market for 350 that's the asking price, but you sell it for 320 right? So, so you always have to look what's the effect of the final number that you're getting for the rent there. Lastly, Google, Google reviews. Type the property in. See what's happening. See, ideally, what the tenants think. What are the complaints? What are, what are the reviews that are happening? Is, is it very difficult to get in touch with management? That could be a good thing. You can go in there and prove things very quickly. Uh, is there a ton of water issues? That could be a horrible thing. It could be very uh, expensive to fix if they have a lot of drainage, negative drainage issues and other. Uh, is there a big rodent issue on the property because they're not taking care of this? What is the impact of these reviews? How are the tenants viewing this property? And this could be something that could push you away from wanting to be at this property or conversely could be an awesome advantage for you to jump into this property and really take it down, improve the property and make this a better community. So to recap, uh, five things, and these are not the only five things, you were just five things that come up on a property. It was actually just a property I was looking at this morning. Uh, Truya crime maps, looking at the uh, crime that's not only happening on your street and at your building, but the other crime that's around you that's going to overly affect how you're going to be able to run your property. Second is FEMA map. Is your property in a flood zone? How will that affect your property if it is? How will that affect your cash flow? Third is Zillow. What are homes in that area selling for? What is the impact on the sale price compared for getting a mortgage on a traditional mortgage versus on the actual rent that you're going to be asking for your property? Rent-a-meter is number four. What are other rents in that area? What are other properties? What are other uh, square footage of similar properties and what are they renting for? What could be the possibility either your rent increases or if you're over market, what may be the adverse effect of your rents? And lastly, the reviews of the property, searching the property on, on, on Google. What are some of the negative reviews, positive reviews? What is, what's the feedback that you can use to your advantage when sourcing this property? So five things we do. Take them, put them into your toolbox. A number of other things you can do, but these have always helped us to get a better idea of what's happening on the property. Again, this is Jason with the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. Have a great Monday. Bye now. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.